welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Jerry Ors and today we'll be talking about a whole bunch of fantastic films. But first we're going to be talking about two season one shows. We're going to be talking about Kiwi season one and as well as Millie Miss question season one. Then we're going to be talking about the event Kids Choice Sports Awards. And we're also going to be talking about the brand new film Dunkirk. But first we're going to start by talking to Naeem who is 11 and lives in New York City about the brand new show Kiwi season one. So, Naeem, can you tell us about this collection of episodes? All right. So, Kiwi Season 1 is about two Kiwis named Tweaky and Tweeny, who basically go on different adventures throughout, well, throughout all the episodes, and they learn how to spell words and other things related to grammar that helps teach kids about, like, word-building skills and phonics. Now, what did you think of the series overall? Like, what is your general opinion? Well, since this series wasn't quite directed towards older kids, I didn't enjoy it as much. It's that when I got to speak with uh, my little cousins, who were about the age range of what it was directed towards, they said that they absolutely loved it. So... Maybe it's just my opinion since I'm older, but I didn't really enjoy it that much. And why didn't you enjoy it? Was the plot too simple or was it just a different type of entertainment really meant for younger kids? What was more childish to you? Well, most of it was just standing in front of a white screen and talking instead of at least going different places to do things. So there wasn't really a story. It was more of a lecture type of show? Yeah. Well, did you just cover grammar, or did you learn anything else about it? Basically spelling and friendship. I see, and there was no real plot that it followed, it was just them lecturing about grammar and spelling? I mean, they did go on adventures, but like, every second they like, ask you how to spell a word and stuff, but it wasn't quite the best plot. I see, and... And for little kids, I know you said you talked to your little cousins. Did they enjoy the show or did they, would they enjoy a concept like this? Or do you think it would be boring to even them? They said that they loved it, especially like they, they were dancing along with the music and trying to spell the words. So they loved it. I guess younger kids would love it. Oh, so there is music to it as well as the lecturing. Well, at the end, like the credits. I see. And did you learn anything from the spelling grammar lessons? Uh, well, actually, in my review, I don't remember exactly what I said. I think I said, like, it teaches kids about, like, I think I said, like, it teaches kids how to pronunciate instead of um, pronounce. And then they actually covered that in one of the episodes. So I actually did learn something. <laughs> I see. Yeah, the, it, it it's funny how many things that even older kids and adults take for granted that are actually completely different than we think. It's just kind of funny how shows meant for little kids can teach everybody something. So would you say you have a favorite scene or a favorite moment? 
not really because most of the episodes were pretty similar the way that they were just talking in front of a white screen now was it animated or was it live action it was animated and what did you think of the animation I mean, for, like, an animation kids show, it was pretty good. I mean, they didn't really have to, like, make it top-notch animation because that didn't really matter. They weren't focused on that. But the animation was pretty good. It, I'm not, I'm not going to say it could have been better, but it could have. It's just that they weren't really focused on that. Yeah, it was more of a side issue to them. They were mostly focused on teaching kids, which is definitely an important thing. Now, you said they went on adventures. Can you talk about that? Like, what type of adventures? Where did they go? So, one of the Kiwis would, like, have, like, find something. Basically, that's the plot. And then they would go on an adventure to find the rest or, like, unlock the key or something or follow the rainbow. I see. Seems very interesting. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Right now, we're talking about Kiwi Season 1, and we're talking to Naeem about it. And right now, we're talking about some adventures they go on in the show with the different Kiwis. So, Naeem, I think I'm going to know your answer, but what age range would you give this show? I would give it ages 2 to 6, because kids, like, maybe 7 or 8-year-olds would still enjoy it, but they might start to get bored after a while. And I give it a rating of... Two and a half out of five stars because I didn't enjoy it. I see. Do you think in terms of an educational perspective for younger kids, what do you think they could have done differently or added on that would have made it better? Well, they could have, they were mainly focusing on spelling. So they could have added some other things besides just spelling. You know, I do agree with that. I, I really, when I was a little kid, I loved shows that had a variety of different things. A lot of them either focused on science or math or spelling. But I always thought it was cool when shows just did a whole variety and every episode you got something different. Now, you yourself, this is a little off topic from the show, but do you, do you have a favorite young kid show that you watched? I know I did, and I don't remember the name now, but it was on Nickelodeon. Yeah, they definitely had a lot of that, a lot of good ones for sure. Would you have a favorite episode since this is a full season of episodes? Not really. And I can't even look back to the DVD because my um, little cousin wanted me to leave it at their house so they could watch the whole season. They enjoyed it that much. But well, that seems like a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> now, if... What would you say is the biggest flaw? Because there clearly are some things that could have improved on. If there was just one thing you could say that was the biggest flaw, which would it be? Basically, teaching kids... I'm not really sure, actually. I mean, it was basically the same thing throughout, the, throughout all the episodes. Would you say it got boring at all? Because it seems like if it's just the repeated thing, it would get boring. Well, it did get boring, but the episodes... Well, it didn't quite get boring, only because the episodes were really short. They were less than five minutes, so you didn't really have to sit through that much. I see. So it was more like a quick, snip, quick snippet here and there instead of a full 24-minute episode. Yeah. I see. Well, thank you so much for talking to me about Kiwi Season 1. Thank you. For our viewers, if you would like to check out the series, it is available now, so definitely check it out. Let's take a break. I'm Jerry Ors, and you're listening to Kiss for His Coming Attractions, and this show is sponsored this week by Millie Miss Season 1. 
Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm samantha marcus and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we've been talking about some fantastic films like kiwi season one and next we'll be talking with naeem who is 11 and from new york city and jolene who is from los angeles and age 12 about millie miss question season one so thank you both for being here today Thank you. Thanks. So I did a little research on the film, and it says Millie, it's about Millie, who's eight years old, and she's kind of, correct me if I'm wrong, she's very inquisitive about things. Like, she constantly wants to figure out really, like, everything that she can about daily situations in life, right? Isn't it kind of something like that? Yeah, Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. So she learns... Um, some of the episodes talk about dealing with fear, some of them talking about how she can play by the rules, you know, this is a very, I think it's a very unique concept. What do you both, what do you both think about it? I guess, um, Jolene, we can start with you. Um, I feel like that's a real, it's a really good movie idea because it just, the, of course, every plot is gonna, each episode is gonna be about the question that she has and then they're going to answer it. So I think the way they made it into multiple episodes so then the children can watch all the episodes and really learn a lot of um, good things. Now, Naeem, what do you what do you think about this? Do you think it's also a good idea, too? Yeah, I was really surprised when I watched this because uh, even though it not really directed towards like older age groups I still enjoyed it and thought that it was a great idea and concept and overall I thought it was great that's great and so Millie she's very you know she's very curious about things how would you both say that you would relate to her is there any characteristic about yourself that you could apply to them like, apply to Millie, you know, is there something that you both share, maybe something that's different? Yeah, I feel like I can relate to Millie, because sometimes I have questions, too, that I want to be answered, and sometimes it's, 
I have to go a little deep and ask a lot of people or do a lot of research to get answers. And so, yeah, I relate to her that way. Yeah, I'm like really curious about things. And Millie, she has a lot of questions and she won't take no for an answer. And she really wants them to get answered. Wow. Yeah. That's great. She sounds she sounds like I guess we could all relate to her because, you know, even I have questions about things. So what would you say? I know I'll direct this to, to you, Naeem. I know you said you're like Millie, but I know there are other characters in the show. Would she be your favorite or is there somebody else that you like more than Millie? What do you think? Well, Millie would be my favorite. But the thing that I loved was because Millie... She's eight years old, so older kids could relate to her. But then her younger sister, they didn't specify the age in the episodes that I watched. But she's a little bit younger, so younger kids can relate to her. So basically people of all ages can relate to her, relate to someone in the series. What about you, Jolene? Is is Millie like your favorite or is there somebody else? Um, I think Luna is my favorite character because she seems like a really sweet younger sister um, for Millie. And um, she's very inquisitive, just like Millie. And Luna helps helps to start up some of the questions that Millie has. And she sometimes she goes and helps Millie find out the answers. So I just like Luna because, like, I think she's really sweet and she, she's very smart. Yeah, she, sound, she sounds like a great character to me. You know, I think, it's, I think it's great how they're both, you know, they're both really good characters. Like, one's smart, one's creative. I think that that's a, it sounds like a really good show. Now I want to watch it. <laughs> yeah. So, what would you say is your favorite? I know there are um, multiple episodes. What would be your favorite scene? Jolene, we can start with you. Um, my favorite scene, well, my favorite episode is um, the episode where the question is about, like, should you give up when you failed? And I feel like this is... This is, a, this is a lesson that everyone needs to learn at some point because um, she doesn't get accepted onto the swim team. And she tells herself, oh, no, I'm never going to do swimming again. I'm never going to set foot in a pool. But then she learns that if you do that, then you'll never achieve anything. And even if you fail, you, sh- you should still keep trying no matter what. Yeah, I think I think that's something that we should all follow. And it's very important, you know, that we keep, you know, reaching for our goals and trying as hard as we can. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we're talking about Kiwi Season 1, Millie Myths Questions Season 1, Dunkirk, and Kids Choice Sports Awards. And right now, I'm talking to Naeem and Jolene about Millie Myths Questions Season 1. So we were just talking, Naeem, we were talking to Jolene about a favorite scene or a favorite episode what do you believe is your favorite scene or episode throughout the series uh, one of my favorite episodes was the episode about um like being scared of things and getting over your fears because i really thought it was a great life lesson and it also added a little bit of comedy to the show i think that that's great too because you know everybody has these fears and you know 
we really do need to learn to overcome them. So I think that they, I really enjoy how they apply such, you know, relatable concepts about life in there that she's always looking to solve a problem and figure out something. So sounds like a really great show. So did you guys, we'll start with Jolene, I guess. Did you originally want to watch this? And did you have any expectations for it? And, you know, were they reached? Because I know some sometimes, you know, we watch things because we're not really sure about them. And other times we watch them because we're like, oh, my God, I really want to see it. So what did you think? Um, I actually wanted to watch this um, this movie and the episodes um, because, like, the title is Millie Miss Questions. So I kind of, I had an idea that it would be, like, episodes and then answering questions. So, you know, I just, like, I like learning things every day. And even if it's for younger kids, I'm sure I can learn something in there. So, yeah, that's why I wanted to watch it. Well, I didn't even know what what TV series I was going to be watching. I just saw that Randy needed two things reviewed, so I just said I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) And it turned out to be pretty good. Well, that's great. You know, sometimes, you know, we're not really into seeing things, but then, you know, we're glad we watched them. So, um, Naeem, this question goes for you. Do you think... Given that you said that you weren't really into seeing this, but it's something that you it needed to be reviewed, would you watch another series of this? I definitely definitely would, as like a show maybe to put on when I'm with my younger cousins or something, and not just for them to enjoy, but I would also enjoy it. Okay, that's that sounds good to me. Um. Okay, so this question goes for both of you. I guess, Jolene, we'll start with you. What would be the moral or the message of the, uh, the series? Well, um, there are multiple different episodes. So I guess there's a different moral for each episode. But mainly it's just like, I think overall, it's just like teaching kids that learning things can be fun and like, and knowing things about the world around you can like really help you in your life and um learning isn't like boring and it can like be a lot of fun as you discover things okay and Naeem what do you think um well I thought the message I mean like there is a bunch of episodes with different messages but overall throughout all the episodes it's basically friendship is a key um and stick with your friends and also like be curious and it doesn't hurt to ask questions great it sounds sounds really good it sounds like something that anybody can really watch so um naeem i want you to tell me the age rating and jolene i want you to tell me the star rating for the series i would give it ages two to eight and kids or over the age of eight would probably still enjoy it. I mean, kids older the age of eight but younger than like 15 would probably still enjoy it, but they would most likely start to get bored after watching a couple of episodes straight. But like they could watch one episode and like it. Okay, and Jolene, what about you? 
I think the I would give it a four out of five stars just because like I didn't really like the animation that much. So yeah, but I really like the plot. Well, thank you both so much for talking about Millie Miss Question Season One. Um, if you want to check this out, it's on Amazon, YouTube, and Netflix. And you know, as you saw, that sounds like a really great series. So check it out. It sounds like it's really good. Let's take a quick break. I'm Samantha Marcus, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Millie Miss Questions Season One. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Jerry Orz, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We were just finished talking about Millie Miss Question Season 1, and now we're going to be talking about the brand new film directed by Christopher Nolan, Dunkirk. And we're going to be speaking with Samantha, who is 17 and lives in L.A., as well as Michelle, who is 19 and lives in Miami. So, Samantha, let's start with you. What did you think about the brand new film, Dunkirk? You know, I knew you were going to ask that, and I kind of got a little uh, scared because I'm probably going to be one of the few people to say that it wasn't particularly my favorite kind of film. Really? And why is that? You know, I think the film, the storyline was really unique um, since it is based on World War II and the battle at Dunkirk. I think the acting was incredible, but... I just think, you know, there really wasn't that much dialogue in the film, and it kind of, the fact that there wasn't that much, it really added a lot of, you know, power to the film, but since it it kind of was a little too much action, and I really, they didn't really explain, unless you went online, that that's what the movie was about, because, you know, it really takes, I think the reason why I didn't like it is because I'm not a big history nerd, and if you really like history and you know about it, it should be really enjoyable for you. I see. Michelle, what do you think? Do you agree? Do you disagree? As of now, I'm polar opposite to Samantha. I absolutely loved the film. I am a history freak. 
Um, it was definitely one of those films, I agree with her, but there's very little to no dialogue, really. Um, but I think that's what makes the movie so awesome, because really the visuals and the music and the sound effects just, like pretty much say the story for you. And with the acting and all of the characters that are displayed within the film, you know, that's more than enough for me. I personally did not mind at all that there wasn't really any dialogue. So, Michelle, do you know a lot about the Dunkirk events? Yes, um, I can tell you a little bit the gist of it all. It was pretty much, it started, well, May 26, around the 19, well, I think, no, I think it was 1940, and it ended around June. And pretty much Germany advanced into France, and they trapped a bunch of their Allied troops on the beaches of Dunkirk. And pretty much in the air and ground, there was covered from British and French troops. And, you know, at the end of it all, at the end of the whole mission, approximately around more than 300,000 um, French, British, Belgian, and Dutch soldiers were all safely evacuated. Wow, that is an amazing story. Now, Samantha, something that both of you guys said was amazing was the special effects. So can you talk about that a little bit and what was so good about it? Sure, yeah. Um, one of the things about the special effects, you know, when I watched it yesterday, I don't know if it was just the theater, maybe. I think it was the movie, though. Whenever there was a gunshot or um, any bomb, it was really, really loud. It wasn't like a particular, it wasn't just a regular, you know, when you see a film, you know, it's not that loud. But in the movie theater, I've heard, you know, gunshots in other movies and they haven't been this loud. And that was one of the things like I would actually I actually got scared at some points. Like I almost like yeah. fell out of my seat because of the gunshot. Like you just don't expect it. Um, some of the other special effects. I would say, yeah, that was that was really um, one of them was the, you know, the shooting and um, the bombing. You know, like one of the scenes, there was a bomb and um, the water, because um, there was oil from the boat, it caught on fire. You could actually see the fire coming out um, on the ocean, which I thought that was really neat. And you could see the men trying to swim to safety. And, you know, some of them actually, like, caught on fire, too. So they did a really good job with special effects. Yeah, you know, I know a lot of people think visual elements are very important but in my opinion audio is what makes a film so great so it's good to hear that they good, did good with the audio mixing but what i want to know is how does this stand with other world war ii cinematic films because there are a lot of them there has been some great ones like saving private ryan which was an absolutely phenomenal film so michelle what do you think how does this stand in terms of world war ii films i actually took my friend as a plus one to go see Dunkirk and he told me that even though he loves war movies he loves Dunkirk but nothing beats Saving Private Ryan so it's funny that you mentioned that I personally I forget it's almost like I forget that I love war movies until I watch them because I'm very scared to watch them as I'm a very like anxious person and it's like the whole movie I was just biting my nails but it was still so great and they did such an amazing job and it's definitely in my opinion going to be one of the top war movies ever probably and also in my watch list as well well that seems very cool and it does seem like an absolutely phenomenal film you're listening to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids network and right now we're talking to samantha and michelle on the brand new war film dunkirk and michelle was just talking about how it's done compared to other war films in the past related to world war ii Michelle says it stands pretty well, and that's a very good film. 
So, Samantha, what do you think of the acting? Because there is quite the cast of so many different people playing so many different soldiers. So how do they do? Because this does seem like a very dramatic film. I think that they did. The acting was was really incredible. I think part of the reason I, you know, I don't know Christopher Nolan, but why he didn't want that much dialogue is because he wanted to really portray the action in the film. So when they did speak, they only spoke. I mean, you could probably count on your hands how many lines there were in the film because there were really weren't that many. But when they did speak, it was really effective because um, Fionn Whitehead who plays the lead British soldier, Tommy, you know, most of the film is really based on, like, the camera's on his face. And while he's, you know, while he's either swimming to safety or while he's on the boat, you know, it's it's really based on him. And he, did, he actually, I think, I'm not really sure, he didn't speak as much as um, Harry Styles. He plays Alex. I feel like he spoke a little more because there was one scene where, they were all um, underneath the boat and there was one there was one soldier and they thought that he was a, a German spy and you could just see there was so much anger in his voice when he was talking and he didn't even say that much. You know, he was trying to convince everyone that he was a German spy and he was just so angry and, you know, just part of the thing is that they didn't speak that much, but when they did, it was kind of like, you know, wow, they didn't really need to say anything else. You know, I do think that is something a lot of films overestimate is that simplicity is sometimes genius just having a little amount of something can really make what is there special so that's nice that this film did accomplish that feeling now you kind of mentioned the camera shots before but something i always see in war films especially world war ii films and talking about saving private ryan again that absolutely excelled that was the cinematography and just how they captured the havoc so i'm going to go back to you michelle what did you think of the cinematography Oh my god, I, I'm a huge fan of cinematography. Whenever I look at films, that's the main thing that I focus on because I feel like it puts such a huge impact on the storyline. And in this movie, it was exceptional. I have to say one of my favorite scenes is right at the very end um, with the jet, the fighter jets. Like it's just it's just flying over the air. It's calm, everything's calm, and there's a monologue going and then there's a sunset. It's just it gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. As I was watching, it just makes you tear up because it's such a beautiful shot. And with the writing, too, to help it all, it was just incredible. The cinematography is definitely incredible in that film. And I believe it was um, Hoyt Van Hoyter, something, I forgot his name, but he did such a good job as a cinematographer for this film. And he's definitely become one of my favorites. Yeah, I believe his name, I'm so sorry if I mispronounced your name, it's Hoyt Van Hoyt Temma, something like that. Yeah, yeah, Hoyt yeah, Temma. There you go. <laughs> he he is definitely a genius, and Christopher Nolan. He's also a very good writer. So you mentioned your favorite scene, Samantha. What would be your favorite scene? You know, I would have to say it would probably. This is probably. I'm probably going to sound you know like weird because it's you know I'm not going to say like a you know a battle scene. I just thought it was really cool how, you know, they've been fighting for a while and the soldiers all go down to the boat and they just start eating like bread and jam. And I just thought that, you know, seeing them, they look so happy to just be eating. And, you know, people like us, like we eat all the time. And if I had to go that long without food, I would probably, you know, have a hard time. So I thought that was like, I, that would be my favorite, you know, given that, 
it's so hard because this is really not my type of film and I don't want to sound like I'm bad mouthing it. It's just like I took my mom and my mom is not a history person either. And we both were on the same page because one, we didn't really know what was going on because I didn't really know what Dunkirk was about. I knew what World War II was about, but I didn't really know that much. So we were both on the same page because we both didn't know much about history. So like Michelle, she knows a lot about history and she enjoyed it. And I know a lot of people really enjoy this film because they know a lot about it. But me, it just really wasn't my type. And, you know, that is perfectly fair. It does seem like it's a very historically related film. It seems like it is more related to just showing the event in a cinematic format. And that's perfectly fine. Now, Samantha, how many stars would you give it and why? And also the age range. I would say I would give this film... I would give it a four out of five stars because even though I thought it personally, it was a little confusing to follow because there wasn't that much dialogue, but the acting was incredible. The cinematography was incredible. The music, it built so much suspense. I thought everything was just really good, except if you really don't know much about it, you're going to be kind of lost. And I think that's why I didn't like it was because I was a little confused. And I would say, really, I would think that the older teens, like maybe... 15 to 18 would really enjoy this film or really if you like history any age but you know I know if I took my little sister who's 15 she probably wouldn't um understand it because she doesn't really particularly like history either so if you like history and you're okay with you know seeing gunshots and dead bodies and everything then that's fine so I would say 15 to 18 and a four out of five stars. I see. And Michelle, what do you think? Do you have a different opinion or would you overall agree? I'd give them, I'd give Dunkirk five out of five stars, mainly because I believe that it was impeccable from the directing down to the editing, the acting. Just, I think it was all around an incredible film. And it's definitely one of those that will be up for a nomination for an Oscar, no doubt about it, whether it's for directing or for the cinematography. It's, it really was memorable for me. And, you know, I, I love it, and I'm definitely going to go see it again. <laughs> okay, I'm going to hold you to that Oscar prediction. When the nominations are announced, I'm going to hold you to that prediction. Okay. <laughs> Thank you both, Samantha and Michelle, for talking to me about Dunkirk. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. For our viewers, if you'd like to check out this film, it is out now, so definitely check it out. Let's take a break. I'm Jerry Ors, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions, and this show is sponsored by Millie Miss Season 1. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? 
Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Samantha Marcus, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about some incredible films like Dunkirk. And next, we'll be talking with Jolene, who's from Los Angeles and is age 12, about the Kids' Choice Sports Awards. So, Jolene, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. No problem. So, I know that the Kids' Choice Sports Awards, it's in the name, it's about sports. So, what would you say, out of all the sports that you know Nickelodeon was awarding athletes for, what would be your favorite? For me, actually, I really love the sport basketball, and a lot of my favorite basketball plays were there, so I was really happy. <laughs> awesome, and you said your favorite sport is basketball, so who actually, who won the basketball award, and do you agree, like, would you pick somebody else? Um, there wasn't, I don't think there was an award for, I don't think there was a basketball award, but there was, like, Favorite Female Athlete Award and, like, King of Swag Award or Queen of Swag Award. But um, I I don't really know if any basketball players won. But I know that um, I really also love gymnastics. And I know that Simone Bile won Favorite Fa- Female Athlete Award. Oh, wow. Okay, that's, that's great. Yeah, I would have picked her. Would you have picked her for that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's great. And didn't um didn't Lori win something too? I'm not sure. Did she win I think it was like favorite newcomer. Lori Hernandez, she was on the Olympic team also. Oh, I'm I'm not sure who won that one. Oh, okay. I just I was I saw it, but yeah, Simone, she's she's really good. Yeah, she totally deserves that. So, you know, as a kid yourself, you know, you know we're both kids. We both, you know, we're actually the ones who choose the athletes, so what would you look for? I don't know if you did. You didn't vote for it, did you? No, I didn't know where to find the voting site, and it was already like too late. So, oh, okay. Um, who would you, you know, if you had the opportunity to vote, who would you vote for, and why? Simone Biles. I would have voted for her because, like, she works very hard just to like get into the Olympics and stuff. And she like works out every day and practices so many hours and the other athletes do that too. But I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I would just choose her as favorite athlete because she's been on the news everywhere and everyone knows her story. And I think overall that's like everyone's right now favorite athlete. So yeah, I totally agree. She won, I think it was five Olympic medals. That's insane. I don't even yeah. think she'd be able to do that. So, you know, you said you would vote for Simone Biles, and she's got, you know, she's really got ambition. She's got a great personality. You know, if you were to vote, let's say for her, what would you, 
what do you look for in an athlete? You know, would it be their talent or would it be more than that? Would it be like their personality, their spirit? What would it be? I think it would be more on their will to work hard. So, um, like some people are just like, some people are just born with talent, but I feel like the people who should really be rewarded is like, are like people who actually like work really, really hard for something that they really love. And I think that's what makes an athlete and not so much the skill, like the skill comes into play too. But I feel like being an athlete, you really have to work hard for it. So even someone who's born with natural talent can work really hard and become even better because everyone can improve. Right, I totally agree. And these athletes, they really got they really got this great talent. So I, I give like all these credits to them. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice of America Kids Network. Today we're talking about some great films like Kiwi Season 1, Millie Miss Questions Season 1, Dunkirk and Kids Choice Sports Awards. And right now I'm talking to Jolene about the Kids Choice Sports Awards. So we were just talking about, you know, if you were if you were able to vote for the Kids Choice Awards, anyone who's listening, you know, how would you vote? So Jolene said she has, you know, a mixture of things that she looks for. So now I wanted to bring it over to the slime. I know Nickelodeon, they've got a they've got a really good thing with slime going. So who got slimed and, you know, was it entertaining? Like, what did you think? Everyone, like everyone I interviewed was really excited and they really wanted to see Michael Phelps get the golden slime because if you get golden slime on you, like that's a really big, like that's a really big honor. And so, of course, Michael Phelps got the golden slime and um, everyone was just like cheering. And ev- I think everyone knew that it was going to happen. <laughs> Wow, that's great. And you said you interviewed people. Who did you interview? I interviewed a lot of people, like actors, athletes, and um, some some people from like some people from YouTube. So uh, specifically, like Landon Collins, I think his name was from the Giants football oh, wow. player, and uh, Tom Brady, also football player. Yeah, people like that, and they're really, they're, like, they they are really good athletes, and I felt really small, because so, they were all, like, really big and really buff, and I felt really small, <laughs> like I was going to get smushed or something. Wow, that's so cool that you got to do that. Yeah, I totally agree, like, some of those people are so tall, you yeah. know. <laughs> so... What would you say, I know we talked about, you know, the slime and getting the awards. What was your favorite moment? Did you actually go to the, yeah, to the oh, like, okay. show? Yeah. So, so you saw, like, what was your, what, what happened during the show? What was your favorite part? Well, um, during the show, there were a lot of um, kids who, who were, like, chosen to get their shot at, like, $50,000. And there were, like, various competitions and of course the awarding which was really cool but my favorite part was when was when they were like i i just love all the games they put in there where it's like competitions between athletes and i feel like you get to see a side of the athletes that you normally don't see because when you like for example like lebron james like you don't you usually see him as an athlete like working hard and like 
playing basketball and stuff. But like at, at the show, you could actually see their humorous side and them having fun and getting doused in slime and like playing with each other. So I think that was really cool. Wow, that, that's totally great. Yeah, those games, you know, I love games. I think that that's really cool. So this question, I guess it, it's basically, you know, an opinion question. These athletes, you know, they've been training their entire lives, you know. And do you see kids your age putting in the time to be athletes? You know, like I I really like basketball as well. And when I, I played basketball, I think a few years ago, and I was at, a basketball camp and you know I went out to the court and you know was just I never played basketball before but I was you know making shots and I was actually I would say I would say I'm an okay basketball player but these these athletes you know they put in so much time so do you see kids your age doing that too yeah I feel like there are a lot of kids out there who really want to be athletes like that so I think there are a lot of kids around the world putting in their time to be like really great athletes and those are the people who actually become famous and actually become really good well-known athletes and maybe those kids who work hard might be on the Nickelodeon show too you're you're so right and we talked about I think it was a few minutes ago about you interviewed some of the athletes you know what was what was something that you really wanted to ask them I don't know what kinds of questions you asked but what would be one question that you were like wow I really have to ask them that well, um, I asked most of them about, like, what advice would you give to other kids who wanted to be just like you? And uh, that was the question I asked, I asked most of them because I wanted the people who are watching the video to, like, to learn that, like, what they, to learn from their advice so then maybe they could get inspired to be like them. So most of the athletes and people were, like, saying, you have to work hard or you have to believe in yourself. And I think that's a message that people think is so cliche, but I feel like it's really important. And that's what got them to be where they are. That's, that's so important. And that's something that we all really need to abide by, you know, whether we're athletes or not, you really should believe in yourself. And my last mm -hmm. question to you is, are you going to, do you plan on watching it next year? I would like to go and watch it next year. Yeah, I really had a great time. It was really fun. And I saw so many people that I knew. So it was really cool. Well, well, that's incredible that you got to go there. And I'm sure, you know, I a lot of kids would love to go there. So I think that that's great that you really got to talk to them and really see mm -hmm. it firsthand. So thank you so much for telling us about, you know, your experience and your opinion on the Kids Sports Choice Awards. So thank you. Thank you for talking to me. No problem. Thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog in the teen section of Huffington Post and check out our YouTube channel. You can get there easily from our homepage at kidsfirst.org. This show is produced by the Coalition for the Quality Children's Media for the Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by Millie Miss Questions Season 1. Also, if you didn't know, today is National Hot Fudge Sunday Day. Top your Sunday off with watching these fantastic films and TV shows. I'm Samantha Marcus. Thanks for listening.
thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week.